All right, it is 30 October. This is our last CG Prophecy Report in the month of October 2022 that'll ever happen. It's 30 October. I'm Charlie Garrett, and this is the CG Prophecy Report. One week in Sodom and Gomorrah. That and a lot of other things to go over on today's report. Okay, I just told you the name of this. What I'm going to do when we get to the morality section, if you don't want to be depressed before I get to the morality section, just go outside for a couple minutes. It's that depressing to me. You know, I read a lot of really, really bad things every day. I read a lot of stuff that I would never put on the website, the CG report, and I would never repeat it here. Some things that are so vulgar and so bad. Or, you know, I I read every, every day articles about a guy that, Kills his wife and his four children. Or, you know, I see this all the time, and it it debilitates me. It literally debilitates me. And Hidako knows when I get done doing the news articles every morning, I go lay on the couch for 10 minutes because i got to clear my head. And that's how I feel almost minute to minute nowadays with the way the world is going. But, you know, we, we need to know what's going on. But as I said, if we get down to the morality section, you just don't want to hear a lot of bad stuff take a break outside. Anyway, I got some news from, oh, before I do, Ken and Susan have moved here officially from Georgia. They were here last year and uh, they just moved to Bradenton, which is like everybody. Everybody is in Bradenton. So if anybody needs to give somebody a ride, just talk to each other and uh, car's broken down. Okay, I'll pick you up or whatever. Um, As far as um, uh, Paul and Erica, they were here on... um, uh, Thursday night, and then they're back here again for more abuse, which is amazing. They're down here from Indianapolis. So uh, it's good to have you guys here. I appreciate you showing up for church. They're leaving after church to go back up. You're going directly back to Indianapolis? Okay, well, I hear that it's colder up there than it is here. So I'll tell you something that we have here that you don't have there. Unless with global warming, it may be that for six or seven years, you know, then you may have these. But right now, I picked about, um, uh, I don't know, uh, 20 coconuts. I didn't pick them. They came down. And uh, so I opened them yesterday. I've done the hard work. I took off the outside, which is fibrous, and it's just very difficult. But I've got a whole bunch of coconuts over there. So if anybody wants coconuts um, and you don't know how to get the stuff out of here, then what I want you to do is to... Um, send me an email and I will send you a link to my video of how to open a coconut. And then all you need to do is skip the first half of taking off the husk and then it'll show you how to do this. Now I want you to see this one here has a little white thing coming out of there. That's actually a new coconut tree starting to come out of the seed. Uh, you can eat that as well. So don't. It, it's like the end of a peanut, you know, that little thing that sticks out and you eat it and that's the sweetest part. That's what this is. So uh, it's got lots of meat in there. It's got uh, all kinds of coconut water in there and a new coconut starting, which will not grow now because I've taken off the husk. But just so you know, that's not going to hurt you. It's actually tasty. I ate most of them yesterday while I was opening these things. So there's only one or two that haven't left. But coconuts and back, please. But as I said, if we have continued global warming the way that the left is saying, you guys may have coconut trees up in Indianapolis soon. I mean, we'll see. Who knows? Anyway, I've got some news from Israel here. Jerusalem Post, Netanyahu says Obama had not just bad policy, but malice towards Israel. Now, he's just come out and said this, and this is the whole article. Uh, This is the whole Israel section today. It's like two pages long, but I want to read you what this man said about the previous 
president of the United States of America. The Obama admin tried to force confrontations with Israel, former Prime Minister Netanyahu says in his new autobiography. In their first meeting in the White House in 2009, Obama threatened Netanyahu. Now imagine the arrogance of this man. Imagine him. He's just a completely arrogant well, he's a Democrat. You know, people often read me wrong, but I come from Chicago, Obama said as the meeting was about to end. I know how to deal with tough rivals. Then Netanyahu said that Obama did something else that deeply shocked me because it was so opposed to his restrained character. The message was clear and it was meant to strike fear in me. Netanyahu does not say what Obama said or did to threaten him, but in a recently published biography of the prime minister called Cracking the Netanyahu Code, journalist Mazal Mualem said that Obama gestured as though he was slitting someone's throat while saying he knows how to deal with Netanyahu. So he did this. Imagine doing that to another leader of a friendly, sovereign nation. This is the type of thing that we're dealing with, and we're dealing with it right now for four more years because he is pulling the strings on this guy that doesn't have any mental capacity left. So Netanyahu responded, I'm sure you meant what you said, but I am the prime minister of Israel, and I will do all that I can to defend my country. The first time Netanyahu met Obama was in 2007 when the former was the opposition leader and the latter was a freshman senator. Netanyahu thought even though they had very different points of view, Obama championed the social democratic idea. I was an economic conservative and security hawk that they could work together well. Netanyahu dismissed his first impression a paragraph later calling it wishful thinking and scoffed at Obama as someone who saw the world through anti colonialist glasses, but did not understand the historic facts of the Israeli-Palestinian conflict in which, if there was any colonialism, it is Arab colonialism that began in the Muslim conquest of the land of Israel, after which the land was emptied of most of its Jews. After Obama became president, Netanyahu wrote that he felt the tension between them was beyond the usual pressure from U.S. presidents over the Palestinian issue, but was rather something much deeper ideologically and personally. Netanyahu also expressed frustration at being unable to swing the Obama admin to his side when it came to stopping the Iranian nuclear program. Former Chief of Staff Rahm Emanuel tied America's ability to stop Iran's advancements in the nuclear area to our advances on the Palestinian track, the former prime minister lamented. The equation he made was clear as day. The U.S. had no possibility to advance in stopping Iran without getting something in return for the Palestinians. During a 2010 White House visit, Obama gave Netanyahu and his staff an assignment, which the Israeli leader resented, saying that the president talked to them like we were employees in his business or students in his class, not representatives of a sovereign state. The assignment was to come up with concessions in Jerusalem that would renew talks with the Palestinians. After a few hours, Netanyahu walked out of the White House. Ahead of Netanyahu's visit to Washington the following year, the admin told him that Obama would be publicly calling for a Palestinian state based on 1967 lines with land swaps. Netanyahu called Secretary of State Clinton and asked, why are you forcing a confrontation? After Obama talked about the 1967 lines in the Oval Office press gaggle at the end of that meeting, Netanyahu said, it's not going to happen. 
and spoke at length about Israel's security challenges. Netanyahu said that Obama's chief of staff, William Daly, told his diplomatic advisor, Ron Dermer, does your boss always lecture people hosting him in the office? Only when they're kicking our country in the face, Dermer retorted. Perhaps the best-known Obama-Netanyahu confrontation occurred when the prime minister spoke against the Iran nuclear deal in March 2015 before both houses of Congress, a speech that the Obama admin vehemently opposed. While Netanyahu writes about the tension and drama before the speech and of being warned by various members of Congress and friends in high places in the U.S. that he should either back off giving the speech entirely or tread very cautiously, he writes almost nothing about the fallout. Netanyahu implies that the fallout from the speech and damage to bipartisan U.S. support for Israel was a fiction cooked up by political rivals like Prime Minister Yair Lapid and critics in the Israeli media, citing concurrent polls about American support for Israel. Conversely, Netanyahu portrays the effect of the speech as neutral to positive, saying that Senator Chuck Schumer, currently majority leader, told him that the speech moved six Democrat senators to support a bill requiring congressional review of any deal lifting sanctions on Iran. He also quotes several U.S. newspapers talking about the speech as likely to have a big impact. So there you go with that. We have a guy that treated one of our greatest allies in the world with absolute contempt openly. And the things he did, it just shows you the arrogance of him. And he is the guy that is pulling the strings right now. His former, what, chief of staff, uh, Susan Rice, is now in the same position or some other position under Biden. And she is the one that's doing everything back there, keeping these things going. She's the liaison between Obama and the decisions that are being made in the White House. So this is what's going on. Israel does not stand a chance with this administration in there. And after the past four years with Trump, it's a real, real shame. Okay, we got some news concerning Christianity. Um, I've got uh, Ron, who has been doing the Bible typer. Uh, he completed the Old Testament, and he has started the plan for the four Gospels of the New Testament. So I'd like to remind you, if you want to learn how to type better, and you want to learn the Bible at the same time, send me an email, and I'll send you the link to the app, and you can do that as well. I mean, this guy's emailing, and he's telling me all the things that he's discovering about the Bible while improving his typing skills. Good stuff. Okay, from the post-millennium. More than 100 churches vandalized since the Supreme Court overturned Roe. I've been talking about this kind of inside issues. I'll just read you the article. There have been over 100 attacks on pro-life organizations, crisis pregnancy centers, and churches since the May 2nd leak from the Supreme Court of the United States that revealed the court intended to overturn Roe v. Wade. Over a dozen of these attacks have been claimed by Jane's Revenge, an Antifa-inspired, radical, left-wing, pro-abortion group, yet not one person from that group has been arrested. Accompanying their attacks, Jane's Revenge often vandalized their targets with spray-painted phrases such as, no forced birth. If abortions aren't safe, then you aren't either. And Jane was here. In June, the DHS warned the Catholic Church about threats from Jane's Revenge, especially in their Night of Rage, where they promised to escalate attacks as the official SCOTUS decision came down. That threat came after a series of attacks and firebombings of pro-life pregnancy centers across the United States, and throughout the summer, the attacks continued. 38 churches have been attacked since May 2nd. Okay, so we have that. The DOJ has done this much 
They haven't arrested anybody. They haven't probably even interrogated anybody. And yet they've been interrogating parents that are upset that a perverse agenda is being introduced into our school system. Now you tell me where the sense in that is, where the reason in that is. There is none. From the Federalist, the FBI has announced indictments of 22 pro-life protesters and zero pregnancy center fire bombers. These people go out there and pray And if somebody says they were blocking me trying to get in, even if they weren't, they just say he wants to walk this way and they're praying. He says they were blocking me. They arrest him. Spectator world investigation. Catholic medical school pushes hormone therapy for minors. Catholic school. Georgetown lecture slides describe puberty blockers as fully reversible, which is fully a lie. Once it's done, it's done. Breitbart. Christian preacher paid 10,000 pounds by London police ooh, after wrongful arrests for reporting Islamic threats. This lady is out there on the streets evangelizing. She gets beaten up and they arrest her. A Christian preacher has been awarded 10,000 pounds in damages from London's Metropolitan Police for two wrongful arrests after she had complained to officers that she was facing threats and harassment by Islamists. Hatun Tash, a Turkish-born evangelist and mainstay of Speaker's Corner, who is frequently critical of the Quran, has received 10,000 pounds in financial compensation and an apology from the Met for being wrongfully arrested in 2020 and last year. During both incidents, she had informed officers that Muslim protesters were threatening her. However, rather than seeking to protect her, the police arrested Tash for breaching the peace. After one instance in which she was held by police for over 24 hours without charge, she brought legal action against Scotland Yard. With her legal team arguing, the police should have protected her free speech by bringing more officers to Speaker's Corner to facilitate her rights, rather than detain her to supposedly keep the peace. The police have now agreed to pay Tosh damages as well as cover her legal costs. In a letter of apology seen by the newspaper, Inspector Andy O'Donnell of the Met's Professional Standards Directorate, which there probably are no professional standards there, said to Tosh that the force is sorry for the distress that you have suffered. She was pummeled. Some of the photos of her, she's just bloody mess. Adding in bureaucrat tease that he was satisfied that on these occasions, the level of service did fall below the requisite standard. Some news from the Mideast in Africa today, from Breitbart. Spanish Chief Inspector, this happened in Sweden not too long ago. Spanish Chief Inspector relieved of duty for saying nearly all street crime involves illegals. Can't say that in Spain, you can't say it in uh, Sweden, and you'll probably have that happening to us here soon too. The Chief Inspector of the Central Police Station in Valencia. Ricardo Ferris made his statements about migrants and criminality at an event organized by the DENAES Foundation and the parliamentary group of the populist party VOX. According to Ferris, practically all street crime is illegal immigrants in his area. Well, he ought to know. He's the chief of police. Well, he used to be. In the boats, everyone confesses to being criminals and ex-prisoners. They confess, I'm a criminal, I'm coming in. They let him in anyway. He also said that illegal immigration equals crime and that for the last five years, police largely no longer deal with Spanish nationals as criminals. 
Ferris is not the first police officer in a Western European country to highlight the impact of mass migration on crime. Breitbart, media, hello, Miss Garrett, how are you today? Very good to see you. Media fact checks claim up to 90% of deportations fail. Find the real stat is even worse. They went in to disprove this and they found out that the real stat was worse than what they were trying to disprove. French media have fact-checked claims by conservative and populist politicians that 88 to 90% of deportations in France are not carried out and found that the true figure is actually even worse. Pierre Cordier of the Les Républicains commented on the deportation rate in France this week, adding, Emmanuel Macron had said that under the second term, there would be 100% of deportations applied. Others, such as National Rally MEP Jordan Berdella, have claimed that as many as 90% of deportation orders are not carried out. French public broadcaster France Info, perhaps seeking to debunk the right, produced a fact-check report on the claims and found the true failure rate is actually even higher. The broadcaster noted that figures from the Ministry of the Interior state that in 2020, just 7% of deportations were actually carried out, meaning 90% were not. In the first half of 2021, meanwhile, an even higher 94% of deportation orders were not followed through. Sounds just like the Biden admin. Just like it. Zero hedge. Illegal migrants paying up to... Now, why do they need to come to France and then go over to England when they're paying up to 10,000 euros to jet ski from Morocco to Spain? They're paying for somebody... Instead of taking these boats where they keep drowning to death... They've got people now taking them on jet skis and they're paying 10,000 euros. If they can afford that in their country, they don't need to come from their country. Okay, so they come up here, they go to France. They know that they can make more in England. And so they just get on a boat and then go from France to England. From the Business Insider, a Russian defense advisor was caught on a hot mic saying, we all know the drones are Iranian, but the Kremlin doesn't want to admit it. So they are Iranian. The report that I said yesterday or last Sunday is correct. Okay, now something interesting from Mongolia. I'm just going to read the title. Uh, It's a must read. Long article. If you like this kind of thing, you just got to read this article from Jalopnik. Riding a monkey bike across Mongolia is amazing and painful. Okay, Daniel prophesied that technology would increase in the end times from live science. Energy jet traveling seven times the speed of light appears to break the laws of physics. Hmm. A jet of particles released by two colliding stars appears to be moving seven times faster than the speed of light. But astronomers blame a cosmic illusion known as superluminal motion. Astronomers have detected a gargantuan blast of energy from space that appears to be doing the impossible. It is traveling seven times faster than the speed of light, and this is, of course, an optical illusion, a rare and mind-boggling phenomenon. It's the superluminal motion, which occurs when particles come very close to moving at the speed of light. In this case, scientists detected a jet of energy blasting out of a stellar collision site at a staggering 99.97% of the speed of light, about 670 million miles per hour. 
The jet in question is the result of a cosmic cataclysm that first made waves in the scientific community in 2017. That year, scientists detected a violent collision between two neutron stars, ultra-dense collapsed star cores that pack a sun's worth of mass into a ball no wider than a city. Located roughly 140 million light years from Earth, the collision was so powerful it created ripples in the fabric of space-time. Such disturbances are known as gravitational waves. Einstein predicted the existence of these space-time ripples in 1916, and it took scientists 100 years to find the evidence to prove it. Following a collision between two black holes, it was detected in 2016. The gravitational waves released by the colliding neutron stars in 2017 were the first to be detected from a source other than black holes, proving that more than one type of cosmic catastrophe is capable of creating them. Gravitational waves are invisible to the naked eye, but can be detected with instruments such as the Large Interferometer Gravitational Wave Observatory in Pasadena. So, after LIGO detected the first blast of waves from the colliding stars in 2017, astronomers around the world trained their telescopes on the merger to learn what they could learn about it. Before long, astronomers saw visible evidence of high-speed jet of particles blazing out of the collision site and lighting up globs of matter that had been ejected by the stars. In their new paper, astronomers analyzed that jet with NASA's Hubble Space Telescope, the European Space Agency's Gaia Space Observatory, and several additional radio telescopes on Earth. With these observations, the team calculated both the actual speed of the jet and the perceived physics-defying speed. The beyond-light-speed illusion arises from the difference in speed between the particles in the jet and the light particles, or photons, that they emit. Because the jet's particles move nearly as fast as the light they emit, it can appear as though particles in the early part of the jet are arriving at Earth at nearly the same time as photons in the later stages of the jet, making it appear as though the jet is actually moving faster than the speed of light. Astronomers have observed this illusion at play in several other cosmic objects before, including a near-light-speed jet blasting out of the Messer 87 galaxy in the Virgo constellation. So far, all instances of superluminal motion can be explained with math in a way that does not shatter the known laws of physics. So I just thought that was very interesting. If that's something that uh, you didn't get or understand, I didn't really either. I just thought it was cool. Okay. Yeah, come up hither and we'll go faster than that. I guarantee you. You know, I wonder, I've always wondered about this. When we are glorified, we're in the eternal state, will we be able to travel at the speed of thought? In other words, will we be able to, like, you know, Jesus appeared and disappeared in a room, right? And we know that he showed up in his own history. You know, he walked up to Abraham. He was there when Joshua, uh, he said, I am the commander of the Lord's army. No doubt that that is Jesus appearing in his own uh, history, okay? Will we be able to do something like that, or will we be restricted in some way? I just wonder. I can't wait to find out. Whatever. It's all speculation at this point, but if we could go at the speed of thought, you know, you could be on Alpha Centauri that quickly. Whatever. Okay. It's a dangerous world, including the inevitable plagues the book of Revelation prophesies of. From the Gateway Pundit, DeSantis, as long as I am governor in Florida, there will not be a COVID-19 vaccine mandate for children in our schools. 
Good job. Best, best governor in the history of being a governor in all of America. I am absolutely certain about that. We have a couple new residents who now have the best governor ever. From the Gateway Pundit, Trump endorsed Carrie Lake responds to reporters' question about mandatory COVID vaccines for children. Absolutely not. Our children are not guinea pigs. Good job. And I posted something from her a day ago. She actually thanked Liz Cheney for giving her the biggest bump in campaign donations ever in all of her campaign. She just opens her mouth and puts it, her foot in it every single time. What a horrible person she is. Not Lake. I'm talking about the other one. I don't even want to say her name again. From NTD, lawyers prepare to sue any state that requires COVID-19 vaccine to attend school. Good. Zero Hedge. Moderna CEO admits COVID is like seasonal flu. Only the vulnerable need jabs. They waited a year and a half, almost two full years to come out with that one. From ClydeHouse.gov, Coast Guard used digital tool to more efficiently mass deny religious vax exemptions. This is against federal law, by the way, folks. The U.S. Coast Guard used a digital tool to illegally assist in mass denials of religious COVID-19 vaccine exemptions, even though federal law and Pentagon policy requires an individual analysis of every single request. Over one dozen lawmakers are demanding a staff-level briefing to explain the process, which they claim was designated to reach predetermined conclusions with the goal of rejecting applications. Religious freedom is protected by the U.S. Constitution and federal law. Despite these protections, information received by the committee Republicans indicates that the adjudication process for exemption applications was a pro forma exercise designed to reach predetermined conclusions to deny requests and appeals in nearly every single case. The U.S. Coast Guard even created a digital tool to assist in more efficiently denying appeals of the vaccine mandate instead of focusing on the merits of each individual case. As of September 23rd, the Coast Guard had approved 12 religious accommodations and denied 1,231, amounting to a near 99% denial rate. I will bet that the 12 are something like Muslims. Just, just a guess. We found a trend of generalized assessments rather than the individualized assessment that is required by federal law and DOD and military service policies, the acting IG said in his report to the Secretary of Defense. Every one of these people that has been kicked out of the U.S. Coast Guard should have an immediate appeal, immediate restoration, and all back pay given to them. And all of their other, you know, leave everything. Everything. They should get it all back. Republicans also say a computer form tool called the Religious Accommodations Appeal Generator, or the RAG, allowed the U.S. Coast Guard to quickly generate a dismissal letter populated with predetermined reason why that argument was insufficient to overcome a denial. The generator had pre-generated a blanket response to the top 25 anticipated arguments by guardsmen against receiving the vaccine. This tool permitted adjudicators to quickly dispose of appeals without considering their merits, even when legitimate defects in the initial decision were identified, they said. So there you go. This is the treatment of the people that are serving the United States of America, whether it's in the Army, Navy, Air Force, or Marines, or even the U.S. Coast Guard. These people are being butchered 
because of their faith in Christ. From the AP, CDC director tests positive. I know you know this. I'm just saying it because it made me happy. For COVID-19, she has mild symptoms. From the Business Insider on 30 March of 2021, this is her. CDC director says data suggests that vaccinated people do not carry the virus. I guess she was wrong. They've been wrong about every single thing that they have said. Everything. Gateway Pundit. Unredacted Pfizer agreement from FOIA request with Slovenian government reveals long-term effects and efficacy of the vaccine are not currently known, and there might be adverse effects. Now, they had sent this out to the Slovenian government, but they didn't send that out to us, even though it's the same vaccine that they've been giving. Long-term effects. How many people wouldn't have gotten that if they'd known this? From KSL. Biden to get updated COVID vaccine urges Americans to follow suit. Well, he got it this past week, and I was kind of hoping that he'd keel over in his oatmeal, but he didn't. I know that's not nice, but these people are just not decent people. They're evil people. That's all they are. They're just evil people, and they are bringing this country and this world to destruction. So I'm sorry if you disagree with me. That's it. From Just the News. New York announces name change for monkeypox, says the older term is too stigmatizing, and they just can't wait, so they're changing the name. Okay, NTD. Fentanyl deaths surpass COVID-19 deaths in San Francisco. Zero Hedge. Police issue warning ahead of Halloween. I'm saying this. I'm not asking you to go out and celebrate Halloween, okay? But please be advised if you have grandchildren that are going to go out and collect candy. All right. Police issue warning ahead of Halloween after fentanyl pills found in candy bags at LAX. They look just like candy. They will kill you. They will kill you. And they are being spread around America intentionally by the Chinese government, by the Mexican cartels, and with the willing and knowledge of the guy in the White House of the United States. They're doing nothing about this. Talk about population reduction. Let's just do it on Halloween day. Morality is declining. Okay, I told you, if you don't want to hear this, please just go outside for a minute. One week in Sodom and Gomorrah. This is just from one week, and this isn't everything. This is just a very small portion of what I have to say, or what I had to review. Stacey Abrams calls abortion economic imperative, suggests it can help solve inflation. From the Federalist. Biden tells DNC he'll sign legislation legalizing abortion all the way up to birth. Mail online. Pentagon will give funds to troops who want to travel to an abortion if they live in states where it is illegal. Military also ups privacy protections after Roe versus Wade was overturned. From the Christian Post. Chest reconstruction. That means little girls having their chests reconstructed Surgeries on trans-identified youth increased nearly 400% in three years, destroying little human beings. From the post-millennial, Seattle public schools see 853% increase in non-binary students over three years. Three years ago, I said that this was a cultural agenda. Everybody was like, what does that mean? Well, now we're finding out. From the Washington Examiner, Democrat lawmakers celebrate International Pronouns Day. From the Gateway Pundit, Rashida Tlaib introducing bill to change the definition of sex in civil rights laws. 
from the Daily Caller. Pennsylvania Middle School asked teachers to use students' preferred name pronouns without informing parents. Gateway Pundit, Vermont School District suspends father for using male pronoun to refer to transgender student as he defends his daughter from having biological male in girls' locker room. Fox, State Department funding drag theater performances in Ecuador to promote diversity and inclusion. The State Department awards $20,600 grant for Cultural Center to host 12 drag theater performances. Your tax dollars. From Town Hall, Social Security will allow people to select their gender identity going forward. Breitbart, Joe Biden asked transgender Barbie pocket man for midterm support. Fox, Twitter, shocked by Biden interview on transgender surgery, public restroom use. It was so horrifying, the things he was saying, that people on Twitter were just going crazy. This guy is mentally defective. He's a deviant, a deviant in the White House. From Fox, Oklahoma Governor Kevin Stitt says, good job, he won't allow minors to undergo life-changing gender surgeries in his state. There's one good one from ABC 10. Judge sides with California Baker, here's a second one, over same-sex wedding cake. A California judge has ruled in favor of a bakery owner who refused to make wedding cakes for a same-sex couple because it violated her Christian beliefs. That's too good news. Live action. Musician undergoes assisted suicide, though healthy. Said he just didn't want to be an old man. Remember, it was going to be only used in the most extreme cases? Zero Hedge. Uber Eats sparks up weed delivery service in Toronto. From MSN. Oh, a little closer to home. Weed is coming to Circle K gas stations in the U.S. next year. But even closer to home, Green Thumb Industries, Inc., one of the largest U.S. cannabis producers, signed a deal with Circle K to sell licensed marijuana at its Florida gasoline retailers. The partnership will begin next year by selling marijuana, which is still illegal at the federal level, at gas stations where consumers buy staples like snacks and cigarettes. The partnership may help push the drug further into the mainstream, which is exactly what they want. Okay, that's just a small smattering of what I go through every week. That's a small smattering. I told you it wouldn't be a happy thing. I've got one more, and I'm not going to finish this title because it's so perverse. If you want to see what this guy did, this is on public TV in the UK with children watching. Transgender comedian strips naked on live TV broadcast and then, and I'm not going to tell you what he did, but you want to see it, just go look it up yourself. This world is completely depraved. You talk about one week in Sodom and Gomorrah. You talk about the judgment of the Lord coming upon the world. One week. I could have given you 25 more of these or more. One week. Okay, some other news from around the world. Gateway Pundit. Japan undertakes its biggest military buildup since World War II. Now you know why I said at the beginning of this, I have to go lay down every day after I do this research. Every single day, I have to just go and get this out of my head. I can't believe how much it affects me. But I want you to know what's going on in the world, and I understand some people don't like this. That's fine. You don't have to show up for the first half of, please come for the sermons. The only reason why we do these updates is because I want people to, say, I wonder what he preaches about. I want to know about the Word of God. 
We started in Genesis, what, 11, 12 years ago, something? It's wonderful. It's all about Jesus. Get into the sermons. Okay, some other news from around the world. Gateway Pundit, Japan undertakes biggest military buildup since World War II. Landmark moment in Pacific history is underway. Amid fear of what China might do in the coming years, Japan is reaching out to turn a former enemy into an ally, increasing its military spending. World War II foes, Australia and Japan, signed a security agreement to share intelligence and assist each other. The deal was inked by Prime Ministers Fumio Kishida and Anthony Albanese in the western Australian city of Perth. Ken Kutani of Nihon University, an expert in the history of Japanese intelligence, called the deal an epic-making event. Meanwhile, Japan is rebuilding its military in a way not seen since before World War II to prepare for what some policymaker fears is an inevitable showdown with China. The Japanese Coast Guard has upgraded its operations with a new MQ-9B Sea Guardian drone with more early warning aircraft soon to be deployed. Japan's government has the wind at its back and will use that to do whatever it can. Remember where the term kamikaze comes from? Divine wind. Well, they want to have the wind at their back because they're facing another foe that the guy in the White House is just egging on, letting them do their thing. Mail online. Profound toll of pandemic and remote learning on American children's education. Test scores show the largest math decline ever for fourth and eighth graders. Biggest decreases ever seen in math scores from 2019 to 2022. 38% of eighth graders cannot grasp basic mathematic concepts. Every region saw test scores slide and every state saw falls in at least one subject. Generation of adults coming. Mail online. Passing them on. That's exactly the plan. Mail online. Under pressure, New York City Mayor Eric Adams tells residents, now listen to this, to put away their phones and stop using Apple AirPods, suggesting unaware subway riders may be the reason for rising crime. It's their fault for being pushed in front of trains. Yes. This is the kind of mentality that Democrats have. This is it. This is the world in which we live. There is right and there is wrong. Gateway Pundit. NHL apologizes. Apologizes for its 84% white workforce. Launches initiative to increase diversity. 84% white workforce. Well, guess what? I mean, it's like whites are what? 65, 75, whatever percent of the population? Yeah, what about the NBA? Are they apologizing for 92% black force? I mean, what's going on? Breitbart, Joe Biden pushing to limit gun owners to eight bullets in a round. He doesn't understand what the Second Amendment means. I would love to tell you what my brother gave me a day ago. I won't do it on live streaming, but I would love to tell you what he gave me. I'll tell you later. From Fox, White House top Democrats silent. No, my son gave me one of those just this past week. From Fox, White House top Dems silent on historic migrant deaths while GOP blames Biden vows action at southern border. The CBP data reveals 856 migrants were killed in fiscal year 2022. 856 people their lives were taken from them because we have an open border 
and the guy in the White House is allowing them to try to come and die in the process. It is his fault. He's responsible for 856 murders of human beings. Gateway Pundit. U.S. still denies entry to unvaccinated legal travelers, but not illegal aliens walking across the open border. Breitbart, Joe Biden welcomes foreign population at southern border greater than 15 states. Breitbart, Biden's 2022 illegal migration delivers seven migrants for every 10 U.S. births. From the post-millennial, Bidenflation, cost of Thanksgiving turkey up how much? 73, you were close, 73% from last year. You read the rounded off article. I'm giving you the precise article. (laughs) The average price per pound of an 8 to 16 pound turkey has risen to $199 from $115 last year. A 73% increase. A typical Thanksgiving bird now costs $31.84. Okay, I'm waiting to find out. I work at 7-Eleven as one of my part-time jobs, and the old manager, what a wonderful lady. She finally uh, sold her franchise, and she used to give us a turkey every Thanksgiving. What a nice lady. And um, so I'm wondering if they're going to do that for us this year. I don't, don't say anything if you walk into the store. The guy that takes care of it is a wonderful new guy. I, I could not think of nicer people than the people I work with at 7-Eleven. I got to tell you. Okay, from the Western Journal, former White House doctor calls Biden's situation assisted living (laughs) western journal gop representative sounds warning about biden's mental state after interview he's a wax figure he says newsmax wall street journal saudi crown prince mocks biden in private questioning his mental acuity mail online joe biden gets lost in his own garden more worrying footage shows president ask where do we go and look confused after tree planting event for White House groundskeeper. If that was Trump, they would have been so all, they were so all over him for nothing. Anyway, I got a lesser cure for you. Let's see if you can figure out what he's talking about. The commander in chief's brain is fried. This is truth and cannot be denied. Even those from afar see behavior bizarre, noting things are wrong on the inside. I think he's talking about five. Uh, hey, I bet you you're right. I was, I was thinking of something else. Okay, who said it? Three groups spend other people's money. Children, thieves, and politicians. All three need supervision. Dick Army, a politician. Remember him? Anyway, okay. All right, I got a little bit of irony here for you, and then we'll be done. From the post-millennial, anti-cop Seattle ice cream shop calls 911 after burglary. They got all over their sign, these things about blanking the police and all that. They had to call the cops. And then from Fox, socialist Seattle Democrat who pushed police defunding fumes at cops for not protecting her from feces thrower. You get what you pay for in life, folks. Such is the world in which we live. So from Sarasota, Florida to Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia, I'm Charlie Garrett, and that is your CG Prophecy Report for the week.